people tonight. Give them a handshake, a hug, and say, God bless you. I come to serve the Lord. Give them a handshake, a hug. God bless you. I come to serve the Lord. wife left me and uh, I pray that she repents and comes back amen and uh, God gave me a word she'll be back late tomorrow night amen it's with Pastor Kathy they went down there to do a Christian television interview in Ohio so uh, please keep her in your prayers and me hey praise the Lord Let's pray. I've got something I believe I want to share with you tonight that will enhance your life and bring clarity and understanding um, to one of our purposes in God. Amen. Father, I thank you tonight for your praise, for your worship, for your awesome presence that's among us. Lord, as we talk about this subject, bring understanding and revelation and clarity. Revelation, revelation, revelation into our hearts and from the word of God. Let us feed tonight on your spiritual input to us. May it not just come to us, but may it be conceived within us and take life and take root for you bless the doing of the word in Jesus name I pray amen I've shared this before but I want to share it again you know I know that my wife idolizes me there's no doubt in my mind Dr. Cheryl idolizes me you know why I know that 
Because when I come home every night, she serves me burnt sacrifices. Everybody say amen for dinner. Uh, first verse, please. Some of you will get it. It's coming. Amen. Burnt sacrifices, dinner. Okay. Praise the Lord. Let's read this together. All ready? For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. I want to talk to you tonight about serving. And something about how this affects your life in the kingdom. That's a pretty easy scripture, obvious scripture, that Jesus came to serve. Now, now I know that Jesus came to bless us. Amen? We came to, to praise the Lord tonight. Is that right? And we believe God for increase and changes in our lives. But this scripture here makes it quite clear of what God is saying to us. He says he came to serve and to serve others. The easy version says that he came to serve to serve others, not to be served. So one of our primary functions is not only to praise the Lord and love the Lord like God with all the heart, all the mind, all the soul. One of our purposes in life is to serve others. Amen? And I want to take a look at tonight at this process because I want to walk in the blessings of God and I want to walk in the fulfillment of God, what God has called me to do. We're called to be like Jesus. If he came to serve others, what are we called to do? To serve others, amen? And as we realize after a while, after we become born again into the kingdom of God, the, the blessings in life come many times through praising the Lord, loving the Lord, all those things. But it comes through serving others. One of the things that we do on Celebrate Recovery on Thursday nights and Wednesday nights is we serve people. Food, natural food, and spiritual. Amen? In the Old Testament, but let me ask you a question. What does it mean to serve the Lord to you? Who will share? Come up here. Come on up here. Dr. D's got the mic. Who will share? Quickly, just share what's on your heart. What does it mean to serve the Lord? To me, it means to serve people. Good, good. It means to serve people. Good. What else? Who else got something? Back there? What does it mean to serve the Lord? Obey his commands. He said in scripture, the greatest of us, the greatest of them all is one that serves. So we're here to be able to serve one another and, you know, and be about ministry to do his will. To deny yourself. Mm. To save souls. 
To serve is to surrender to self and to give to others. To love people. Good. These are good answers. To live a, a selfless life, like you can't serve if it's all about you. So it has to be about him in order to serve. To go forth and preach the gospel that people's names can be written in the Lamb's Book of Life and for salvation. What else? What does it mean to serve? We have a lot of great servers in this church. To dedicate your time to others as well as to God. To sacrifice oneself for others. Um, to, uh, to find a need and then fulfill it and help in that area. Be his hands and feet on earth for the kingdom. Amen. Dr. D, you going to tell us? Commitment. Let me read to you from the Easy Bible version and uh, bring a little clearer understanding. For even the Son of Man came to earth to be a servant to other people. He did not come here to have everyone to have servants who must work for him. No, he came to die so that many people can be free. He did not come here to have servants who must work for him. No, he came to die. But the first part says, the Son of Man came to the earth to be a servant to other people. I think we've all said it all. Every one of these is a correct answer. And uh, I want to commend this church for being a servant-minded church. And I think if we look at the Bible, in the King James Version, 18 times in the Old Testament, there are references to the word armor-bearer. And the word armor-bearer, basically those 18 times are in the book of Samuel. And I would say if I want to look at a servant's life, I would look at what an armor-bearer is. And I would gather a modern-day servant from what an armor-bearer was in the Old Testament. So let's look at what an armor-bearer is. Are you with me? In the Old Testament, armor-bearer is one who held up the shield. One that protected. One that did warfare. An armor-bearer was a servant to the one that he served. And he's a good example of what Christ wants us to be. Now, he protected in battle. He was responsible. He shielded. Let's look at some characteristics. First, with, turn with me, please, to 1 Samuel 16.21 in the King James Versions. 
He carried the shield of his master. And come on, uh, and David and came David to came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. One of the key things right there in armor bearing or serving is love. You have to love the person, have a respect for the person. He loved him. Now, now you can imagine that he, Saul, King Saul, tried to kill David numerous times. He served the one that hunted him. He served the one that tried to kill him. He served the one who was at one time, some would look at it and say, that's my enemy. See, the armor bearer of today is the leader of tomorrow. Uh, let me get that down. Say that with me. See, the armor bearer of today, the today. is the leader of tomorrow. So one of the things we must have is love. When we serve, we must serve out of what? Love. Whether it be on your job, your boss, whether it be your family, whether it be your wife. It can be very challenging to serve a wife. And I'm sure it can be very challenging to serve a husband at times. But serving and serving out of love. God sometimes will just, I'll say something, she'll say something, and then instead of responding in love, I want to, mm, right back. I mean, we don't cuss or swear or throw dishes or hit. Amen? But how many of the words can uh, throw fiery darts? And um, I have my ways that can irritate her. That's my staff. Amen? And she has her ways. Remember, my wife is only half Italian. The other half is Jew. And Jews can be very challenging at times. Everybody say amen. She's a blessing in my life. And I would not be where I'm at if I wasn't a chance to serve her. Amen. God has blessed me with a wonderful wife and two beautiful girls. But the key is love when you serve. Love. What is it we're going to talk about levels of serving. What about if you, this is a key component to all of armor bearing, to all of serving. You know, I can mention the people in my office that have worked there now, some of the greatest servants around. Dr. Tom, some of them say, what do you want? What do you want? What can I do? Just out of love, you can sense the love from people. Amen? Um, let's look at another characteristic. In the Second Samuel 15, 1815. Next scripture, please. In the NIV. There's different levels of serving. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Do all that you have in mind. Come on, go ahead. Do, Do all that you have in mind. His armor bearer said, go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. So now... We're not just talking about serving. We're talking about putting your heart and soul into serving. Yes. I, 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 
There's a place to serve. But now he's talking about putting your heart and soul, operating in love and putting your heart and soul in what you do. So now we're progressing in serving. He wants your heart and soul in what you do. Whoa, we're going to get started on some attitudes. Everybody say amen. He wants you to walk in the blessings of the Lord. And he wants you to serve. But not just serve. There's some requirements. The first one I want you to see. Everybody say, we're talking about levels of service. Say, serve. Do something. Isn't that easy? There's some people in the kingdom ain't doing nothing. I mean, they barely can come to church and go to work. Everybody say, Amen. Do something. Don't just sit, soak, and stink. Everybody say amen. amen. Do something. Serve. Everybody say serve. serve. I'm not talking about a hired hand. Stop waiting on the Lord. Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord to show me what to do. I don't want to get into the flesh and miss God. Oh, shut up. If you're not serving, serve. You're commanded already. Why are you waiting to do what God's already told you to do? Everybody say serve. Find the capacity. And you don't have to be paid or compensated. What do you do under the kingdom of God? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to pick on the musicians here. We have one of the greatest musicians around. Dr. Tom and Dr. Gina. Come on, Pastor Gina, come on. But you want to talk about hirelings. I talked down with a pastor the other day, uh, Friday at lunch. And he's a pastor. He's going to be joining the ACM. And uh, he was talking to me about how some musicians... On a Sunday, they go to four churches. They do three Sunday mornings. Sunday morning, Sunday midday, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. And they're all getting what? Paid. See, what do we do for the kingdom that we're not compensated for? Just serve the Lord. On our job. You know, I worked at Farmer Jack's for seven years. And a half years before, I went into full-time ministry. I started on Friday nights, five o'clock to nine Worked my way through college. I got there at 4.30 and punched in at 5. I started working at 4.30, quarter to 5. And when 9 o'clock came, I punched out. I stayed a half hour, hour longer until the job was done. So we got to do something in the kingdom. It's great to come to church. It's great to, to love the Lord. It's great to pay your tithes. But what are you doing in the kingdom? Active serving in the local church. What are you, are you serving are you serving in love on your jobs to your bosses? That's not right. It's not fair. I shouldn't do that. Shut up. Let's go to the level of love. Everybody say amen. amen. Say love. love. Everybody smile. The first level is serve. You got to do something. The next level of serving is what I call point number two, serve out of obedience and commitment. First, we got to do something. Then we got to serve out of obedience and commitment. That's being faithful. Loyalty. That means over headaches, over minor backaches, over minor sore throats, over minor aches and pains. We push ourselves and we go. Now, if you get your, your cookies are throwing up, you got 104 temperatures, stay home. Everybody say, man. But 
Some people get, oh, a little ache. Come to church, get healed like this morning. Do you see what happened this morning? A girl, hands got healed this morning in service. The brother testified. We prayed for the altar a few weeks ago. And he, if you remember him, brother John Taylor walked with a cane. He walked up here with no cane. Two years from a motorcycle accident. Got healed in services. Well, you know, it's my only day to rest and sleep in. And I don't know how to be in. Serve out of faithfulness and commitment. You can count on me, Reverend Barb. You can count on me. I made a commitment. I'll be there. And we push over our aches, our pains, our things, that, headaches that come to us. Come here. I'll pray for you. You may not have a headache after. Everybody say amen. I can, people can depend on you. That's key. I don't got to worry about Tom being here on Sunday morning. Or Sunday night. If he isn't, he gets it covered. I don't got to call him and say, Tom, uh, you coming this week? You're not coming? He's faithful. Pastor Lance, you're faithful. Some of these people, L'Oreal, they're faithful. I go, I don't know, all bar, faithful people. Sean, Margaret, they're faithful. Colonel, faithful. Clark, every time I open the doors, you're here. Amen. These are the things. First, we've got to serve. Then we have to learn the second level, serve out of obedience and commitment. Say obedience and commitment. I'll be there because I've made a commitment. I'm faithful. On your job, don't look for a reason not to go to work. Don't wake up in the morning and say, oh my God, another day. I've got to go to work this morning. Get up in the morning and say, praise the Lord. Here I am, Lord. I'm reporting for today. I'm ready to go to work on my job, my secular job. I'm going to serve my boss. Amen. I want to show how far we are away to an example. Let me go one more level first. The third level of serving is to serve with gladness and joy. Say serve. With gladness and joy. What are your enemies? Sickness? Disease? Poverty? Are those your enemies? Many, many years ago, I've shared this here sometime before. God opened my eyes to this passage. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy in the King James Version. Your enemies are what? Sickness, disease, and poverty? Would you say those are three? There are many more, but are those three you can say, right? Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with what? Joyfulness. And with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So stop right there. Leave right there. So he's talking about joyfulness and gladness of heart. He's talking about what? Serving. Is that right? If you don't serve with joy and gladness of your heart for the abundance of all things, that means, in other words, the Hebrew is in all things. For the abundance of all, of all things means in all things. Look at the next part of the next verse. For therefore thou shalt serve thy enemies. Woo. Woo. Everybody say woo. He ain't just interested in how you serve, he wants your attitude. Not just that you serve, but how's your attitude when you serve? Your attitude in, when you serve affects your sickness, your disease, your poverty level, many things, because you've got a nasty, funky attitude that needs to change. 
I'm the only one that's got to do this. Can't anybody else do it? I'm always here, Lord. Don't you see? I'm here faithful every time. Hey, can somebody else do it? I got to be the only one all the time. You got a bad attitude. You got a bad attitude. Put it back up. Let him see the verse again. Serving with the right attitude. The verse before it. The Lord thy God, what's it say? Because thou servest not. Because you don't serve right. You don't serve, because thou servest not. The Lord, you don't serve God with what? Joyfulness and with gladness. For the abundance or in all things is the Hebrew. So when you're asked to do something and you agree to do something, you say, joy, Lord, look at my joy and my gladness. And if you don't have any joy or gladness about the, what you're doing, then shut up! Don't let it come out here. And servants say, Lord, change my, give me joy and gladness about this because I don't want to serve the devil no more. I don't want to serve sickness. I don't want to serve disease. I don't want to serve poverty. And you do that, it's not about not serving. Look at this scripture. It's not about not serving. He's talking to the Israelites, the Hebrews. He's not a talk about not serving. He's talking about those that serve. His covenant children. When they serve with a bad attitude. Without joy, without gladness. You serve your enemies. How many are tired of serving their enemies? When you serve in the kingdom, or you serve your bosses, or you serve in your job, or you serve your, your wife, or you serve your parents. Serve with what? Joy and gladness. If you don't have it, zip the mouth. Do this by faith. Put a smile and say, God, change me on the inside because I don't have a lot of joy about this right now. Say, serve. That's a basic start. What are you doing in the kingdom? Under the Lord. Two, serve out of faithfulness and commitment. Serve out of obedience and commitment. Because you've made a commitment, I'll be there. I'll push over minor stuff. I'll be there. And three, serve with joy and gladness. There's a fourth level. Serve. In the spirit of the leader. How he wants it done. Or your boss. Not how you think it should be done. These are, this, this takes time to progress. This doesn't happen overnight. You have to learn the heart. Of your boss at work. Your leader. Serve them in the way they want to be served. Well what's the difference as long as it gets done. No that's a wrong attitude. What's the difference? As long as it gets done, it gets done. What's it? How? You're, you're trying to control me. No, it's not control. It's a biblical principle. Boy, I'm messing tonight. Everybody get quiet in this place tonight. Everybody say amen. When you tell somebody, well, I want you to do it this way, and they're, they're responsible, that's controlling. No, it's not controlling. Understand what the Bible says. Am I right, Pastor? It's not controlling. But that's what you get accused of. What's the difference? As long as it gets done, I'll do it my way. No, it's not about doing it your way. It's doing it under the spirit of the leader. How would 
Emmanuel Canastrazi wanted done when I served him. How would Leonard Gardner want it done when I served them? How would they like it done? Now, I, I don't want you to, to look at me, but God prepared me. So I want you to say praise the Lord. I was at Zion Temple for seven years. Cheryl was there seven and a half years. She came out of Bethesda, and she ended up at uh, Zion. I was there for seven. She was there for seven and a half. I made a commitment to the convalescing home for over one year. I went every Saturday. I was there. About a couple months, about 14 months. I wrote these down tonight. At the same time, during the seven years I was there, almost all seven years, I was an usher at 11 o'clock service. I recruited. I made it a goal. We had 75 ushers. I made a goal to reach 100. I got 102 ushers. I brought in 27 ushers to join the staff. Can you serve one service? You don't do all three every time, just, just one. I served that capacity about six and three quarters of the years of the seven years I was there. At the same time, I was part of the prayer team for two years on Friday nights. In addition to that, TV ministry broadcast. I used to answer the phones for a year and a half when Dr. Gardner was on television. I did the jail ministry for seven, I'd say six and three quarter years. I never missed a Tuesday, maybe one Tuesday out of 52 a year. Maybe one. Some years I didn't. I went all 52 weeks to the jail ministry, youth home, downtown Detroit. All of these concurrently. Wednesday night, youth. I did youth for five years on Wednesday night. Sunday school. Now, what do you mean? Why could you be Sunday school and be an usher? Well, I went to the 8 o'clock service. I got there at 8 o'clock, 8.30. They had a 9 o'clock Sunday school. I taught the Sunday school at 9. 30, 35, 40 kids and me. First service. They had two church services. I don't know if they learned anything, but they sat there and kept quiet. Everybody said amen. And, and then when I get out of the morning service, they had 11 o'clock. I was an usher at 11 o'clock and never missed Sunday morning, Sunday night, and came back Sunday night at 7 o'clock. On Wednesday nights, I was the last person to leave the building with my pastor, with Dr. Leonard Gardner. They all went to the restaurant. Oh, I stuck around and made sure he got out of the building until the altar call ministry was done. I prayed at the altars for five years. Now, understand, I went to services Sunday morning, the first service, the Sunday school, I served. I went to 11 o'clock, regular service was an usher, became a head usher. And then I came back at 7 o'clock at night, Sunday, and was an usher there. And there's more, there's more. On and on and on. And I know what it is to clean bathrooms. I know what it is to clean puke off a floor on a Sunday when somebody puked. You look around, there's nobody there. Praise the Lord. With joy and gladness to the Lord of Jesus. Hallelujah. Serving, and I didn't see it back then, but God was preparing me to get a scope of all the different types of ministries. 
cut of variety. In addition to that, I went to Bible school three years at a Baptist Bible school at the same time I was doing this and spent three years at Zion School of Ministry. In addition to all that, I used to get up early in the morning, seek God. I had to go to Bible school. I had to study. I had to seek God. Get into the Word. Two schools at the same time. In addition to that, I owned and operated automobile dealership on Gratiot Avenue. I wasn't human. I was a machine. And God gave me grace for those years. But I had to learn to serve with joy and gladness and under the spirit of my leader. How would Leonard want it done? I'm going to tell you how I got to know Candace Tracy. He was the big speaker at Zion every year. Once, twice a year he'd come out. He'd go to Bethesda back in the days when Jim Beal was pastor. And uh, he'd travel around the United States and he still does. And I met him through Zion. Now, Imagine, I served all these things and ran a business. Went to school three years concurrently with my wife. Did all these things, four services a week. Rarely, rarely did I miss. And when I met Kenneth Tracy, now I'm not going to ask any of you ever to do this. I'm going to just show you the price I had to pay for what I went through to serve the man of God. Dr. Emmanuel Canis Tracy, I met him in 1989 uh, at a pastor's meeting for my former, the man who married me was, um, who married me was a great man of God. And he had a minister's meeting and Canis Tracy was there and I met him. I had seen him at church, but you know, you can't get to him at church. You can't just walk in the pastor's office and say, hi, Dr. Candace Tracy, hi, how are you? No, there was an open door policy there. You know, I called my pastor, wanted to meet with him, he had a two, three week appointment. Amen. And I met with um, Candace Tracy and I said, would you credential me? And uh, he said, yes. But I got to check with Leonard first. Um, at that time, Cheryl went through a transition. And uh, here's Candace Tracy. Uh, I bow myself not to my pastor, which, you know, he'll be here next month. Candace, uh, um, pastor Dr. Gardner will be here next month. I still have an ongoing relationship with him. He is my former pastor. But Candace Tracy is my spiritual father. Chew on that one for a while. Leonard's a great man of God. And uh, he saw something where I was headed, Candace Tracy. And even though I couldn't get credentials from my pastor, Candace Tracy got behind me. So we were, he was in town one day, and the place is packed, upper balcony, lower balcony, on a Wednesday night, place is packed. And he says, oh, by the way, there's a great man of God here that's going to go someplace someday. His name is Dr. Piscopo. Where's, uh, not, uh, Jerry Piscopo. Jerry and Cheryl Piscopo sitting in the balcony. He pointed me out. My heart went, you know, the recognition I desired from my pastor. I got from his overseer. Okay? So I met with him. I said, let's go have some lunch. He says, yeah, I newly born. He, 89, I started the church. And he went to lunch. He went to some place. Uh, 15 and Stevenson Highway, 
There used to be a hotel there with an upper class restaurant in there. So I went there for breakfast, you know, kind of expensive breakfast type. So sitting down, the four of us, we're talking about our relationship. He came to the church on Fraser Road, and uh, he's, I'll cover you. I says, well, he says, will you be my spiritual father? I says, no, time will tell. But just let me cover you and work with you. Wise. He sits down there, he says, oh, last night when I was speaking, when you were in church, I got something in my toe that's bothering me. Now I'm in a suit, puff, tie, I'm ready to go, you understand? High class, upscale restaurant, we're having a, like 11 o'clock breakfast, lunch type thing, you know? He says, I got something in my, in my foot. Would you mind taking a look at it? And Sister C, if you know Sister Shirley, she's the mayor's daughter in Matana, Missouri. She says, Manuel, stop. She says, no, 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 over here, over here. So I got down on my hands and knees in the restaurant and took off his shoe. He says, there, between the toes, take off the sock. So I spread his toes and I looked in there on my hands and knees and said, well, it looks good to me. It's okay, just pray, just pray, just pray. So I pray. Help me shoot back out. See, he was testing my what? Obedience and servanthood. Nobody's going to check my shoes or anybody. That's not what I'm saying. Praise <laughs> the Lord. But I'm saying, uh, and I have served that man for ever since. You know, is he perfect? No. Am I perfect? No. Is my wife perfect? No. Do we make mistakes? Yes. But we serve people and we love people. I learned a valuable principle that day of serve. He would come in town and, you know, I'm running around like, you know, I was a lot healthier then. But I would run around, run around, serving him, doing this, doing that, serving him, picking his, his luggage up, taking this. You know, I've got my own armor bearers. So one day I decided to bring one of my own armor bearers with me, Steve. So he could carry the bags, right? So the four of us could meet together. So we sit down in a restaurant. There's the four of us and my armor bearer five. And he says, who's he? This is my armor bearer. This is ministers. Is he one of your ministers? I, I want to crawl on the table for him, you understand? I says, no, he's just a member of my church. He's often to be carry your bags to the hotel. Well, then he has no right being here. I'm talking ministerial business with you. I want to crawl on the table for my, for my armor bearer. You understand? But now he's softened over the years. And he's a great man of God. Has a great, powerful anointing. Inspires people in their faith. You know, he, says, he said, he's not of the Levitical priesthood. Why is he here at this table? Okay. Never happened again. I kept taking the luggage up, taking it down, putting it away in, this, in the car, you know, did it myself. I used to carry a lot of $1 bills to tip a lot of the people at the hotels. Everybody say amen. So I ask you tonight, did we get that, that thing we gave you the credit card for? Were you able to get that? You got it? I can't see. Okay. I want you to watch this clip. Remember, the first thing to do in the kingdom is what? Serve. The second thing is to serve with what? 
out of obedience and commitment. Dr. D, I said, I'll be there at 1 o'clock, I'll be there. Reverend Barber said, I'll be an armor bearer, I'll be there. I'll be an usher. I'll be a stewardess. I'll be a greeter. I'll be there. Serving out of obedience and commitment, just being faithful to what you're called to. Third one is what? Joy and gladness. Serving with the right attitude. Not just serving. Bless God. Anybody else can take care of these children? Why is it always me? I'm here, Lord. Do you see this? I'm here, Lord. I'm doing it. I'm filling in the blanks. I'm here, Lord. But you got a nasty, funky attitude and you end up serving the devil and you wonder why you're getting sick and you wonder why things are happening that aren't going the way they should go. Because it's your attitude about the way that you serve. Well, I got a job. I got this. I got the things, the responsibilities. Nobody's... Praise the Lord. And the last one is the highest level of serving. Serve under the spirit of your what? Leader. How would Dr. Tom like it done? Not, well, praise the Lord, what's the difference? As long as it got done, Tom. What's the difference, Tom? He still got done. I took a shortcut. Okay. And sometimes that's all right to have a shortcut. But, and sometimes that's okay. Go ahead, do it. I like that. But how would he want it done? How would Tom want me to serve? in the music ministry. How Tom want me to serve as a worship leader? Not the way I think it should be done. How would the spirit of that leader? Everybody say amen. I want you to watch this clip here as I prepare to close. And um, I didn't know years ago that God was preparing me for pastoring. Uh, you know, oh, beside that, outside a local church, beside being in jail ministry, uh, four services a week, teaching the children, doing prayer, all those, I did street evangelism. I used to walk the streets in Royal Oak once or twice a month on a Saturday. Old-fashioned street preaching. Praise the Lord. And ran an automobile dealership and went to two Bible schools. I, had, I, I slept very little. And I made it through. Praise the Lord. And I learned a lot of things in a short amount of time. Amen? I want you to watch this attitude of this father and son about how they handle the making of a sandwich. And I'm going to close with the last example. Don't look at the money. Roll the tape, please.
but I'm good at this. And I want to share this with you. I want to teach you what I learned. I get to touch people's lives with what I do. And it keeps me going and I love it. And I think if you give it a shot, you might love it too. Yes, sir. Now, should we have served that sandwich? No, chef. That's my son. Get back in there. We got some hungry people. He's ready to cook. Amen. Because it was a free food. It's investing in the lives of others. It's about love. Isn't that what it's about, serving? Investing in the lives of others through love. Love, love, love. Um, let me show you how far we have missed it. We masquerade with Christian ease or words. I don't feel led. I don't have a peace about it. Doesn't bear witness in my spirit. And we excuse away with words like this. I don't have a peace about it. I gotta pray about it. I don't feel led. Now, I want you to get your mind away from money. If you look at money, you'll miss this example. Say, money has nothing to do with it. You go to work. Every day on your job. And your boss is cross-addicted alcoholic, drug addict, child molester, thief, whoremonger, and degenerate. And he asks you to do something on your job, but it's not sin. He just asks you to do something. What do you do? You what? You do it. So, your alcoholic, drug addict, molesting pervert boss as you do something you want do it but let a godly pastor or a godly leader in the church of Jesus Christ ask you to do something and you say right away oh uh, I don't feel led uh, I don't have a peace about it I gotta pray about it and get back with you I just don't feel led so you will obey an alcoholic cross addicted homosexual Perfect before God's authority in the church. I'll say it again. You'll obey a cross-addicted, alcoholic, homosexual, pervert before you obey God's authority in the church. But you'll explain away with, I don't feel that. I don't have a peace about it. It doesn't bear witness in my spirit. I don't have a peace. But you'll obey that one. Forget about the money, because submission is not about money. Submission is about an attitude of the heart. I know I'm a little hard tonight, but I want to drive home a point. I'm tired of serving the devil. 
I'm tired of serving sickness and disease. I'm tired of serving some of the struggles in life. I want to have a right attitude about what I do. I want to serve God out of love. I want to serve people out of love. Do I get bit at sometimes? Absolutely. I can bite back. I come off the streets. I've been out of jail so many times. I can bite back. But sometimes I have to do this. Because I'm going to serve out of love. And it, you know, you, you ever been married? Some of you been married here, and your wives can get under your skin, and your husbands can get under your skin, can't they? And are you going to serve out of love? See, every one of us will give an accounting of our lives before God one day. I'm not saying he's coming back. He's been coming back real soon for the last 35 years I've been saved. But I don't think he's coming back today or tomorrow, or next month. But he's coming back. And all of us will stand before him and give an accounting of our lives. Where do we stand? Let's take the mask off. Let's be obedient to what God has said to do. Let's serve people and serve them out of love. Tonight, if you're here, I ask you to pray with me. Maybe you've missed it like I have. And you need God's forgiveness. You need God's love and acceptance. And you, you want to make a commitment to God and rededicate your life, recommit your life. And then we're going to worship Him, okay? Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me at Calvary. Thank you for forgiving me when I missed it. You are my Lord and my Savior. I repent. I turn and go a different direction. Thank you. Jesus, you are Jehovah God. The God who loved me and died and rose from the dead. Amen. Tonight, lift our hands and tell God how much we love him. Let's just pray on him. Pray on him. That's what I said. Pray on him. And bless him with our praise. That God change me. I used to be an angry, mean person. You bite me, I bite you back five times. And uh, my cousin's here tonight. Amen. If you, if, you, if you beat me for $50, I would spend $500 to teach you a lesson. There was a lot of money back then. In and out of jails and DYLs and on and on goes the list. But God can change me. A cockroach. He can change anybody. Let's serve him with our hearts. Let's serve him out of love. Let's serve him out of obedience. Amen. Let's tell him how much we love him tonight. How about I love you, Lord? Now, point your hands towards me. Say, Pastor, Pastor, we forgive you, we forgive you. for being strong tonight, being strong. but you gave us truth. Amen. Let's stand and worship him tonight. If you brought your seed late tonight or your tithe, bring it, place it on the war chest. We appreciate it. Tom, would you lead us?